If you're tired of these promos, supporters get the podcast early and ad-free. Just go to donate.bogosity.tv for the links to sign up. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of August 14, 2022. The podcast that invented motorized hamster wheels. This is your host, Shane Killian. Let's underspecialize the news of the bogus. You know, as a podcast host, I have to say that podcast hosts are unfairly maligned. Now, how do you feel about that? Think the fact that I'm a podcast host might indicate some sort of bias or even confession through projection? That's what law enforcement officer Booker Hodges didn't seem to be cognizant of when he authored an op-ed for Police One entitled, Why We Need to Talk About the Blueprint for Hate complaining that it's so unfair that cops are hated so. There actually is a part of this that's worth talking about, but a lot of people might not have made it there since it's buried under a veritable sermon of self-serving victim mentality that would turn off all but the most ardent Blue Lives Matter supporters. Quote, We have been placed in the middle of so many conflicts that it has almost become commonplace to use our profession as the whipping board. Whipping board? Did he mean whipping boy? Well, never mind. Meaning, even when we do the right thing, we do the wrong thing. At the center of the majority of these conflicts is hate. Okay, the first thing you should have noticed is the passive voice. We have been placed. For the most part, you guys placed yourselves there. Second, when has that ever been the case when they have done the right thing, which is protecting citizens while respecting their basic human rights. Mostly, they protect themselves. And if the rest of us get protected, it's only tangential, and they show about as much regard for our rights as an asteroid does for the rights of dinosaurs. Nowhere is there any sort of awareness that maybe, just maybe, the vitriol they receive is due to their own actions. Check this part out, quote, The blueprint for hate looks like this. You categorize a group of people by their occupation, race, gender, religion, political beliefs, or you fill in the blank as being them and they. Once these people are categorized as them and they, you lump them all together, and they are no longer respected or viewed as individual humans, but as a monotheistic group. A monotheistic group? They're viewed as only believing in one god? And never mind again. Yeah, except being a cop isn't the same thing, is it? Having a job is not any kind of legally recognized hate. If you don't like it, you can always quit and do something you're more suitable for. I think McDonald's is hiring. He basically makes the same age-old complaint that it's just some cops that are bad, the rest of them are oh so good. Oh, really? then why aren't the good cops arresting the bad ones, as we've so often asked? And how many of these good cops still raid houses because of a certain vegetable, or use provably bogus techniques like drug dogs and field tests, or mishandling of firearms, or not respecting basic Second and Fourth Amendment rights, or turning a crime scene into a war zone instead of de-escalating? or any of the other numerous problems with law enforcement we've documented over the 11-year history of this podcast. And it just gets ridiculous when he writes, As a profession, we can discuss the steps we have taken to reduce our biases, meaning we are taught to view people as individuals and not lump people into groups. 
We are taught to treat people with respect and never take someone's dignity away. Oh, really? You're trained to do that and you're still terrible at it? Doesn't that make it worse? As far as fostering an us-versus-them mentality, who can possibly be a worse offender than law enforcement? It's not understanding the old adage, one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. It's not, don't let one bad apple spoil the whole bunch. It does spoil the whole bunch. Because even if all the other apples happen to be good, why should you trust them enough to bite into them? The bad apple is a serious indication of bad quality control on the part of the farmer, and is a big indication that you shouldn't buy any more apples from him. And that's without getting into the fact that the inequalities are absolutely favored on the part of law enforcement. A person who kills an officer is stated outright. An officer killing a citizen is just... An officer-involved shooting occurred. Even cops who have been sued multiple times or the subject of multiple complaints haven't been fired, and when they have, they've been given their jobs back or hired by other law enforcement agencies. The problem, as we've repeatedly said in the past, is a lack of police accountability. Qualified immunity, civil actions being paid with taxpayer money instead of department or personal funds, departments funded with civil asset forfeiture, the ill-gotten gains of routine legalized theft by police, routinely committing blatant perjury in open court, and the fact that they generally get away with anything, even murder, even when it's caught on video and audio, like with Kelly Thomas or Daniel Shaver. Which is why the one good thing he said in the article is overshadowed and marred by his overall attitude. Quote, The cost of society in both blood and treasure has been high over the last few years, paying us to stand in this gap, and I know some of us are getting weary. Well, you're in the perfect position to make the first step towards the biggest change holding your fellow police officers accountable. And that's the thing. Holding police accountable would, in the long run, be the best thing for police as well as the rest of us. But as we've seen for decades, police officers protect their own. The thin blue line actually refers to police protecting their corrupt colleagues from accountability by the public. It's the fact that they're so opposed to accountability that results in the hate he's complaining about. And actually, it's not hate at all. It's indignation. It's even outright anger. But putting it in those terms might actually demand some self-reflection into why things are the way they are. The last place you'd want to be a murdering gunman is a gun show, because all the other gun owners there are going to take you down. It should be that way with police. The last place you'd want to behave like that is surrounded by police. Unless, of course, you knew they'd actually protect you from the consequences of your criminal acts. Far easier to blame others and play the victim, when they're members of just about the most privileged, protected group in the country. It's nothing short of disgusting. If you're looking for a way to support this channel, but you don't have any spare cash and you can't stand ads, you can do so by generating your own cryptocurrency. Use the links at the bottom of the description to follow the link to odyssey.com to listen to the podcast and see all of my YouTube videos as well. Just watching videos will produce cryptocurrency for the creator and yourself. And since Odyssey is always monetized and never censored, you'll have no problem seeing all the videos from your favorite creators. 
You can also use the library credits you created Odyssey to tip creators and even purchase paid content. Earn library credits through various rewards, including daily view rewards and the number of shares and invites. And you can interact with creators in all sorts of ways, including like and dislike, comment, boost a post by supporting it, repost it, and share to other sites, all while earning crypto for the creator. Easily monetize yourself and your favorite creators using cryptocurrency without advertising. Use the link below to visit this channel on odyssey.com and see many of your other favorites there as well. Another type of story we've covered fairly often is streaming services versus piracy. Although Netflix started out as a DVD rental company, its online streaming, really the first of its kind, paved the way for cord cutters to give up expensive cable and gave a fast, cheap, and legal way to view content. For a while, that seemed to be putting the brakes on piracy. People who were downloading movies and TV shows from sites like the Pirate Bay found all sorts of problems, such as unreliable sources, varying quality, and just the roundabout way you had to do it. But they felt that was better than shelling out 80 bucks a month or more for a cable service that didn't give you a fraction of that. But with Netflix, this trove of content was available at the push of a button at a low price. So many pirates actually gave it up for the convenience and legality. For the longest time, Netflix even used the title's popularity on pirate sites as an indication that they should offer it. And although pirating never went away, among the least pirated content was Netflix content, because it just seemed silly to do so. But over the last few years, things have changed, and not for the better. Instead of having just a few sites like Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime to go to to get an enormous trove of content at a fraction of the price of cable, nowadays companies are pulling their content from Netflix to make their own dedicated streaming service. HBO Max, YouTube Premium, Paramount Plus, Apple TV, Discovery Plus, Britbox, Acorn, and so many others now house their own content specifically. Even Disney, despite owning Hulu, made a separate streaming service, Disney Plus. More and more services offering less and less content apiece, none with a really broad library of the Netflix of old. And now, people are having to pay far more than even cable for the services they want, subscribing to five or more to get them all legally, resulting in a new term, subscription fatigue. And this fragmentation is driving people right back to piracy. Especially in an era of rising grocery bills, people are really wondering if paying each and every studio to stream their own content is really worth it. And Netflix has been feeling that too. Its subscriber count has dropped this year for the first time in history, and Netflix piracy has grown from 11.4% in June to 16%. And the fragmentation of streaming is pretty much solely responsible for the rising number of pirates. That 4.6% would be paying customers otherwise. But the narcissism of studio execs is hard for even market forces to overcome, as they continue to pour billions of dollars into their platforms, insisting on being the dinosaurs they always have been. Even at a time when the music companies understand this, with services like Spotify and Pandora as one-stop shops for music, the TV and movie studios are sliding back into the old ways. Meanwhile, piracy will always be there. Having two or three providers is good for price competition. Having dozens is just ridiculous.
If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. One thing that's always fun to see is how politicians change their position on the Bill of Rights as soon as they need to exercise it. Case in point, Donald Trump pleading the fifth after the FBI raid on his Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. The FBI sent in over 30 armed guards to raid the home in the process of executing a search warrant over a few documents. Seems excessive. And it's already caused an explosion all over social media. It's too early to tell how much veracity this investigation has, although the lack of transparency given that this is a former president doesn't bode well. But what is clear is how a statist like Trump can turn on a dime from only guilty people plead the fifth to taking the fifth himself. It's unclear what, if any, relation this has to the raid. It may just be a coincidence of timing. The raid is FBI, and the investigation is from the state of New York, as the deposition is with New York Attorney General Letitia James, questioning Trump about allegations regarding his real estate business. In a statement, Trump said he was pleading the fifth. This is in stark contrast to what he said during the 2016 campaign, when Hillary Clinton's staffers pleaded the fifth in relation to her use of a private email server for classified communications. He said at a rally, quote, The mob takes the fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? But now that he's on the other side of things, he's singing a different tune. Quote, I once asked, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Now I know the answer to that question. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt, supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and the fake news media, you have no choice. If there was any question in my mind, the raid of my home, Mar-a-Lago, on Monday by the FBI, just two days prior to this deposition, wiped out any uncertainty. I have absolutely no choice because the current administration and many prosecutors in this country have lost all moral and ethical bounds of decency. He actually has pretty good reason to say that, after being impeached twice on evidence that specifically exonerated him, Blamed for actions on January 6th that he wasn't even there for and didn't tell anyone to do? Seven years of IRS harassment? The FBI manufacturing fake evidence and lying to a federal judge? A committee investigating claims using information that even we could tell was false back when it happened? Check the podcast archives. Especially given that it's all been done by people who'd previously said that they hate him and will do anything to take him down. It goes back to what we said in the first segment. If more politicians and law enforcement officers had to face accountability, you'd probably see a lot more respect for our rights. 
Actually, it may just be poor memory on his part. Back in 1990, during divorce proceedings from his first wife, Ivana, he invoked the right 97 times. When Bill Clinton tried talking his way around an affair with an intern before a grand jury, Trump said in an interview, I'm not even sure that he shouldn't have just gone in and taken the Fifth Amendment. Of course, on the flip side, it's the Democrats who are now saying he must be guilty because he pleaded the Fifth. It can flip that quickly. A lot of them are trying to make the excuse that James is investigating him in a civil matter, ignoring the fact that it was made criminal last May. But then, it's always been the case when it's Republicans exercising the right, such as when Oliver North pleaded the fifth in the Iran-Contra hearings. And just to remind you that Republicans aren't any better, in 2013 when IRS Chief Lois Lerner pleaded the fifth when questioned about the IRS's harassment of conservative nonprofits, the Republicans took it as an admission of guilt and said there would be hell to pay. The fact is, authoritarians have always been critical of your rights while always insisting on their rights. Our founders knew what they were doing when they codified the right against self-incrimination into the Fifth Amendment. They'd gone through it themselves with the Puritans, who were subjected to forced interrogations in England and then turned around and tried to do the same in the colonies. Our founders were aware of both the importance of the right and the hypocrisy of authoritarians. Pleading the Fifth, just like lawyering up, is not only your right, it's a good idea. No matter what shows like Law & Order have indoctrinated people to believe, there are very good reasons for those rights that have absolutely nothing to do with protecting guilty people and everything to do with protecting the innocent from the jackboots of government. So yeah, Trump's a hypocrite for invoking the Fifth Amendment, but he was still absolutely right to do so. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain or regulations passed in the name of safety and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Twins. <laughs> And now it's time to stratify this week's biggest bogey emitter. And this week it goes to Joe Biden, who, uh, you're not going to believe me. Just hear it for yourself. Today we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result... Zero inflation last month. Well, that's news to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which reports an inflation rate of 8.5%. It's also news to anyone who's actually bought anything. What actually happened is that 8.5% rate remained unchanged for the month of July. That's a different thing entirely. 
Representative Virginia Fox of North Carolina tweeted, The Biden administration has a tortured relationship with math. Senator Ted Cruz tweeted, Ridiculous BS from the White House. There's 8.5% inflation, and basically everything anyone ever buys went up in price. This is just cruel gaslighting from the Biden admin. Representative Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma said, quote, Either the White House doesn't understand what inflation is, or they just don't care. That doesn't change the pain and hardship that Americans are enduring because of their failed policies. The Heritage Foundation's John Cooper tweeted, Joe Biden claims, multiple times, that there was zero inflation in July. Absolutely false. Year-over-year inflation was 8.5% in July. Jeffrey Tucker explained how the White House is able to make such an absurd claim and be able to worm out of it later. Quote, It's a bogus math trick. This is the overall one-month index change. Overall, that means that the big drop in fuel, oil, and gas following previous massive monthly increases swamped the huge increases everywhere else. Using the same tactic, you could also observe a one-month 19.2% increase in electricity. But of course, we would not do that because that's dumb. The actual increase is 15.2%, which we get from calculating year over year. The BLS didn't leave any room for doubt about this, including in its findings were a 1.3% increase in at-home food costs from June to July and a 10.9% jump in the past year. That's the highest increase in food prices since May of 1979. We're not seeing that jump with gas prices because, as we saw after Hurricane Katrina, yes, the demand curve does apply with gasoline. As the price rises, and as people's more vital expenses like food rise, people travel less and use less gas. And in case you're thinking that means energy is cheaper, they found, quote, The energy index increased 32.9% for the 12 months ending July, a smaller increase than the 41.6% increase for the period ending June. So it wasn't a decrease, just an increase that wasn't as much. Seems like Biden is getting his math from Republican budgets. Meanwhile, weekly earnings are down for a record 16th consecutive month. The laughably named Inflation Reduction Act, which is really the Build Back Better Act renamed, calls for raising almost $800 billion in revenue and includes things like $400 billion for environmental programs as well as $64 billion to extend COVID subsidies that were the cause of most of this inflation to begin with. You don't fight inflation by increasing government spending. It also includes over $200 billion for IRS expansions, as well as new corporate taxes, both of which will be a nightmare for already struggling small businesses. Some 80 to 90% of the revenues will come from businesses making less than $200,000 a year. Joe Hinchman of the National Taxpayers Union Foundation said, quote, The IRS will have to target small and medium businesses because they won't fight back. We've seen this play out before. The IRS says we're going after the rich, but when you're trying to raise that much money, the rich can only get you so far. The rich have their lawyers and fight it. That's why the poor are easier to go after. Senator Ron Johnson pointed out, quote, The Orwellian-named Inflation Reduction Act will do no such thing, as a number of prominent experts and economic policy groups have indicated. The Penn-Wharton budget model, the Tax Foundation, and the Congressional Budget Office all found the bill won't lower inflation and may make it worse. The IRS would more than double in size, unleashing 87,000 new enforcement agents on American families 
and the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation says that 78 to 90 percent of the revenue raised from misreported income would likely come from those making under $200,000. I would say Biden has told a big whopper, but I really don't think he understands any of it. He was just reading out what his administration told him. It's still a laughable attempt to mislead people. So all of that makes Joe Biden this week's biggest bogey emitter. I want to tell you about the eyeglasses I've been wearing for years. As people can see on my videos, I have a very strong prescription, which makes glasses more expensive, especially when I need computer glasses, reading glasses, prescription sunglasses, and most expensively, progressive lenses for general everyday wear. To save money while still getting quality glasses, I get them from Fermu. In fact, I just got a pair of progressives with high-index aspherical lenses and a nice pair of frames my wife loves for just over $100. It would have been $500 to get them through my eye doctor. Not only do they look good, the glasses are durable. I've worn many pairs for several years without problems. All orders come with a 30-day return policy, a 3-month warranty, and one-on-one -on -one customer service. Go to Firmu, that's F-I-R-M-O-O dot Bogosity dot TV, anytime you need quality glasses at a low price. Once again, that's Firmu dot Bogosity dot TV. And now let's depatriate this week's... Idiot We talked about this a bit in the third segment, so yeah, it goes to the FBI for the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I'm not going over the details because there are a million places you can go to to get it, and it's still a developing story, so details are going to come out and be changed, and basically you'll get a much thorough picture than I'll have way back here at the podcast prep. This AP News story wasn't the reason for them getting Idiot Extraordinaire, but it sets up nicely for it. Basically, they just made sure that MAGA GOP candidates will be winning primaries and Trump will most likely be the GOP candidate in 2024. Before then, support in a lot of Republican sectors was uncertain due to things like the Jan 6 committee and other controversies with other Republican hopefuls considering a 2024 run. After the FBI executed the search warrant, the Republican Party now seems unified around Trump. Arguably, his biggest challenger was Ron DeSantis, who called the Biden administration a regime and said the raid was, quote, another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents. Jen Banks of Indiana said, quote, the sooner he kicks off his campaign, the better. Lindsey Graham said a 24 run is even more certain now, quote, one thing I can tell you, I believed he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. Even Republican never-Trumpers like Charlie Sykes see it as all but certain. Quote, The GOP now fully embraces the notion that Trump should indeed be above the law and that Trump 2.0 will be a bonfire of vengeance. On the other end of things, one of his biggest supporters, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia, actually thanked the FBI. Quote, I've talked a lot about the civil war in the GOP, and I lean into it because America needs fearless and effective Republicans to finally put America first. Last night's tyrannical FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago is unifying us in ways I haven't seen. But all of that is prologue. What effect is this having on the voters? Bloviating of politicians aside, does that translate to support among rank-and-file Republicans? And what about the all-important independents? 
That's what the Trafalgar Group's Nationwide Issues Survey sought to answer in partnership with the Convention of States Action. Conducted on August 9 and 10, right after the August 8 raid, 1,095 respondents were asked about their motivations following the raid. 70.4% overall said the raid increased their motivation to vote in the 2022 midterms, including 55.2% of Democrats and 83.3% of Republicans, and, most notably, 71.7% of no party slash other, which I'm just going to call independent to save syllables. So party-wise, it's galvanizing the Republicans, but who might those independents be voting for, Republicans or Democrats? Overall, 47.9% said that Trump's political enemies were behind the raid, as opposed to the impartial justice system, which only got 39.7%. In other news, 39.7% think we have an impartial justice system. Broken down by party, that was 76.7% of Republicans and 53.9% of independents. It stands to reason it won't be many Democrats, but it was still 11.9%. If over 1 in 10 Democrats think the raid was politically motivated, you might have issues. These groups aren't all the same size. 39.3% were Democrats and 35.6% Republicans, leaving 25.1% independents. If 2020 is anything to go by, they're much better represented among people who vote, about 40% according to election turnout. They're also the fastest growing election demographic. If Republicans are more motivated than Democrats, and most independents think that the raid was politically motivated and this encourages them to vote on that basis, in terms of election results, that could mean an additional 14% on top of what I just mentioned. If this effect persists, that could translate into a landslide victory for Republicans in November. Of course, Election Day is still three months away and a lot can happen, but if Democrats thought that this raid would somehow help them maintain their majorities in the House and Senate, they're sorely mistaken. So all of that makes the FBI this week's... Idiot that wraps up this I'm Up a Certain Creek Without a Certain Instrument edition of the Bogosity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to donate.bogosity.tv for several ways to support and discord.bogosity.tv to join the discussion. Subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar and you can listen early and ad-free. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from Margaret Chase Smith. Democrats and Republicans alike have unwittingly but undeniably played directly into the communist design of confuse, divide, and conquer. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial Low Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. 
LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now.